This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles, on the Rockstar Radio Network. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms. How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd on the Rockstar Radio Network. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, welcome back to another fabulous edition of your guide to book publishing and I'm Judith Bryles and I just have fabulous news to share with all of you that my book, my brand new book, Author You, Creating and Building Your Author and Book Platforms hit number one on Amazon and so I want to thank all of you who bought it. If you have not, get off your tush and buy the silly thing. It will change your authoring and book life and it, it doesn't matter if you're brand new in authoring or you're starting your 30th book. There are just amazing activities and strategies as you go through this that will redirect you and get you so narrow and focused on what you're doing and where you're going that it'll change your authoring and your book life. I guarantee it. If it doesn't, I'll give you your money back. And if you, you just go to Amazon and buy it, and they've got, you know, their usual dollar slashing deal, and it's normally a $45 book. I will tell you, if it was in a three-ring binder, it would be at least $297. It's four colors throughout. It's gorgeous. It's landscaped. It's got 22 critical activities, including how to put the entire game plan together for your book. And then with that, what will happen is that they, of course, do the slash and dice. So you get it for $28.05. But here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to, over to Author You, Y-O-U, Author You Books, and that's plural, AuthorUBooks.com, and take a look at the nifty infographic we put together on platforms, but then fill in your confirmation number because you're still going to be able to download $2,600 in fabulous gifts, including an amazing gift worth $149 from my two guests today, Lori Ruff and Mike O'Neill, who are the brains behind Integrated Alliances and phenomenal training on all things related to the social media market. So take advantage of that today. Go, go, go. Go to authorubooks.com, buy the Author You book on Amazon, and I guarantee it's going to change what you do. And with that, let me introduce now Lori and Mike. Hi, how are you? We're doing great. We're doing fabulous. Doing awesome. Well, that is Trey Cool. I, you know, I, it's spring here, which is nice. Of course, <laughs> we're supposed to have snow again on Sunday, so what can I say here in Colorado? You're in Minnesota or up in uh, Minneapolis, right? Yeah, and and sa sadly, Minneapolis is in Minnesota, um, and Minnesota is in the Great White North, and now I know why they call it that. Ah, the year I mean, where they call the ice box. Yeah. Yeah, you can drive your cars on the lakes in the wintertime. Yeah, well, I will tell everyone that Lori and Mike will be at the Author You Extravaganza, and they will be doing a Kella workshop 
on on LinkedIn strategies and um, and Twitter and a lot of other things with the social media arena. But with that, let, let's jump into that because I wanted to do a focus on um, two key areas which I think are really relevant for authors. And it, but but so many don't understand um, how to really use them, how to manipulate them, how to expand it to support their book and authoring marketing. Would you agree with that, Lori? I, I would. Um, and I know Mike is jumping out of his skin to agree. Well, there, there's, a, there's a lot of different circles that social media can put you into play with. And frankly, books are of a lot of interest in the social media world. They, they go hand in hand, call it the peanut butter and chocolate principle or how, whatever you like. They go hand in hand together. I think that's jelly, Mike, but I don't know. Well, chocolate, chocolate well, peanut butter. For him, it's a Reese cup, not not the peanut butter and jelly sandwich. So yes. sweet tooth over here. You know, and, and I want to tell her also our listeners that you both are authors in your own right. One of your, your book, your Rock the World, um, really does tie into it. And listeners, you need to really understand how powerful Mike and Lori are because they're the they're among the top LinkedIn and social media educators. And LinkedIn ranks them in the top 50, top 5-0, most connected um, in social media. So we really have a couple of pros to guide us through the hour of what you should be doing and what you should be doing differently and what you shouldn't be doing. Um, so let's just start off with, how do you, do you have a, a top five you want to jump into? We do, you know, but even before we jump into a, a top five, the foundation of it all is to just be yourself online. You know, really people talk about authenticity and transparency. And I, I think something that really helped me quite by accident was that when Mike and I decided we were going to be living online and living our lives out loud, we had to decide up front, what are we going to share and what's going to be off limits? And, and honestly, I have a poor memory. Um, and, but I do remember my dad telling me once when I was a kid and I was a fibber to beat the band, he said, Lori, let me give you some advice. If you never lie, you never have to remember what you say or what you said. And for you, my darling baby daughter, that's going to be the key for success in your life. Aha. Uh -huh. So you had so a wise daddy. I had a wise daddy. And, you know, and, and so that taught me, too, that. If I, if I, the more I gave, the more I decided to, to just not let anything be off limits, the more comfortable I could be in sharing online. Cause then I didn't have to remember what all my little rules were about what I was going to share and what I wasn't, what was going to be off limits. Yeah. You can't be all things to all people. So you try to find folks that, you know, certainly you're folks that like you, but we're looking for folks that love us when we're doing business. And if you lay out your personality, you'll find other people that find certain hooks in there that they can relate to. Oh, my God, Pink Floyd, I've got to call you now. Or for Lori, it might be, you know, something, something there. And, and you lay out things in, the, in a way that, that makes them um, want to know more. A little bit of mystery, but just enough to, to hook them, just like with a book. Well, and, and, you know, I have to go over that all the time with authors with their books because when I ask them what they're about, so many stumble. It's amazing how they stumble over because they really haven't narrowed down 
and created their phrase hook. You don't get 30 seconds to hook people. Um, you, it's far less. And right. as soon as you, and in social media, I mean, I think that's one of the beauties of Twitter is that it really done with, with their 140 characters. And you know, you really are going for 120 because you've got to have retweets and all the other things going on is that you really have to get it down succinctly what you want to say. Yes. And, you know, uh, uh, something that I did was write a book called Privacy Tweet. And the idea of that book was to write 140 aha moments in 120 characters or less because you had to leave room for people to retweet. Um, and, and that was incredibly challenging. Um, I helped my daughter then write one on entry level tweet too. So, um, hashtag entry level tweet book too. And it was amazing how much easier it was by the time I was helping her to, um, to, to clarify her thoughts and put that into, into thinking. You really do start the process and it's uncomfortable at first, but you very, very quickly get into the habit. Yeah, we, when we were writing our LinkedIn book, Rock the World with LinkedIn, we had so much that we could cover. We had to find some, some confined part to be the expert of some piece rather than, than cover a little bit of a, of a lot of different things. Frankly though, Judith, things are different now with ebooks. You could accomplish a lot more because your book can be the core and the pieces you can't cover in it or that are nice ancillary parts can be left to links and left to, to, to other places you can reference out to. Well, and the other thing is in writing a book, um, which is, which I've done with a couple of my clients, Mike, is that, that when I see books and I see sections that are just natural fit, it, where they would be a mini book. And so, you know, you have a whole enchilada, but when you, there are some that naturally section together that would be ideal. Um, keep, keep your brand, you keep your cover, change it a little bit, but name it a little bit something and republish it and bring it together. And you could learn how to repurpose. I think that's one yes. of the secrets is the whole issue of repurposing. Yeah. So my tweet books, every single one of them have been sent out on a tweet. Um, and, and I made my daughter do her own. She actually wrote about 85% of the book we wrote together, but it was amazing how much of that content I was reading that I recognized my own words in there. So it was like, Oh, she's paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, she really did listen. Is, is that what we call the chip off the old block? I, you, you, one would hope, one would hope she wouldn't join LinkedIn after she got out of college because she wasn't a professional yet. And I said, but you want to be a professional. So get on LinkedIn. She literally would not join until she had a job. And I, you know, it was a little bit of a backwards struggle there, but, but she eventually got it. Well, the, the younger crowd does think it does think things a little, a little bit differently. They, no one's taught them how to use these tools to, find a job. Uh, they're, they're taught some things now in school. The young folks are taught, you know, depending if they're in a marketing program or something, they learn a little bit about, you know, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. But they don't learn about necessarily how to find a job using them. They learn how to, if they've already got a job, what to do when they're there. And there's a gap between know me got job and got to have one. Well, you know, when I, I think about it, we have about a minute for our first break, but what I think it's important to, to tap on is that LinkedIn really was focusing more on the job market, and most authors, I think, have sidestepped it, not realizing that there's some real power that you can bring in 
and, and play with it. So in 30 seconds, what can you tell us? And then we'll go to break and come back. They need to look at LinkedIn as a networking environment, not a job-seeking platform. All right. Yeah, the same tools that you use to find a job, you use to find customers and partners. It's the same thing, just done with a slightly different purpose. All right. So in, in, in summing that up, then, networking with other authors, with service providers, and, and for what I find is a lot of people are writing to me about the publishing predators. And with that, we'll be right back. With me is Lori Ruff and Mike O'Neill, and we're talking about This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Is there a book in you or another? Author You will show you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being hoodwinked. If you already have a book out, you'll find a supportive and brainstorming community that's connected and creative no matter where you live. Author U brings in national experts for its book camps and annual author extravaganza held each May. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through Author U's extensive network, members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publishing. The Resource, its online book publishing news magazine, is content-heavy and it's free. If you want to create a book that has pizzazz, punch, and panache, Author U is for you. If you're a hobbyist or a casual author, it's not. Join Author U today through its website at authoru.org. Follow Author U on Twitter at Author U and on Facebook at Author U, where timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted daily. Author U, where the author goes to become seriously successful. sell stuff? Do you want to sell books? Lots of them? If yes, you must take credit cards, the most widely used form of payment today. The Free Terminal has created a special program for your guide to book publishing listeners. No contract, all equipment is free. Extremely low rates and no termination fees ever. Contact Alan Dean at Alan at thefreeterminal.com or call him at 303-668-6828. The Free Terminal has handled all credit card transactions for both Author You and Judith for over a year. Don't wait another day. Contact Alan at thefreeterminal.com or call 303-668-6828 and tell him you want the no-contract Author You deal. picture tells a story and it's a truism that people do judge a book by its cover nick selinger and nz graphics have been in the business of producing superior graphic cover design and interior layout for self-published authors independent and traditional publishers for years he has developed a reputation for Excellent work, fast turnarounds, and best of all, affordable pricing. NZ Graphics also produces ebooks and book marketing materials such as posters, sell sheets, postcards, bookmarks, business cards, logos, and more. 
Books designed for his clients have won multiple book awards, including Best Book Award by U.S. Book News, multiple Evie Awards from the Colorado Independent Publishers Association, Indie Book Awards, the San Francisco Book Festival Award, and Freedom Medal Award from Valley Forge. Visit www.nzgraphics.com or call 303 985 4174 for more details about making your book the success it should be. Mention that you are an FOJ, friend of Judith's, and that you heard about NZ Graphics on your guide to book publishing. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask on the Rockstar Radio Network. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. We're talking LinkedIn and Twitter and how to be successful, how things that you should do, things that you shouldn't do. Um, and I, I really wanted to focus as we, we came into the break and then coming out of it is that I mentioned um, about, Lori was talking about the, the power of networking. And this is the power of authors and publishers and people in the publishing services certainly reaching out and connecting but there is this there's this sometimes it's a fine line and sometimes it's a blatant line a hurdle you got to get over where people are pitching and and pitching everything and the reality is you don't know who's good and who's bad because there are a lot of questionable characters out here so Lori do you have some tips on how authors can really use it besides just networking and chatting amongst each other, what else can we do? Well, you know, LinkedIn was created to be a networking platform, and it's a fabulous place to showcase your expertise and use the groups in particular um, and your and your own profile status updates to showcase your knowledge and thought leadership in an area. When I'm trying to attract um community of people that want to, that I think will be interested in our books or in what we have to say, or just in following us. I look each day, I go into some of the groups and look for people who are saying interesting things or have, you know, put out a thought provoking topic of discussion. And I try and comment or like, or, or if I go into the discussion, I'll like the comments that other people have made. And those really serve to let people know that you're not just there promoting your own stuff, putting a link to your book, putting a link to your blog, putting a asking for anything, but that you're just there to get to know other people. You're just there engaging in the community. Mm-hmm. And and the th- here's my belief. I guess I, this comes from my speaking um, days. Is that if you're good, if you've got good content, if you're if you're contributing in this case into the into the ongoing dialogue conversation, people will begin to get and sense who you are and what you believe in and how you work. That you don't have to blatantly throw out all these links every which way. Right. Yes, your commentary about other things, it says as much about you as what you say about yourself. The, the color that you add, your opinion about something that's been 
stated elsewhere um, is well, certainly from the from the view of the scorekeeping platforms like right. Clout and and these others that kind of gauge your your importance out there. They're gauging that as much on your commentary with other people as they are exactly. on the things that you post yourself. You know, that goes to the point, though, when you walk into a room, do people want to talk to you because you talk to them about what's of interest to them and what concerns them? You know, if you can shape the conversation from a perspective of what you know, you join the conversation and people believe that you're listening to them. Then when you do um, post about, you know, I'm, I'm excited about my book coming out. I'd love for people to share it with their friends. They'll do that because you've earned that respect because they know that you're listening to them. They consider you to be a friend and they become not just fans, but what we call super fans. Mm-hmm. And and super fans are really important because they become your cheerleaders. Exactly. And yeah. Judith, I know who your super fans are because they're not only the people who bought your book um, as it's launched, they've also gone on Amazon and written a review, which I have to do yet. Um, <laughs> so yes, you do. Yes, exactly. You know, so, you know, I mean, we're preparing for the conference in just a couple of weeks. But anyway, you know, the, it's, it's those people who will stand up for you and and shout about you whether or not you can hear them do it. Yeah. And, and those reviews do count. And people don't really realize it, that, that a lot of books get sold on reviews. I mean, yes. I, I read the reviews on Amazon. I don't know about you, but I do go through and look them over. I mean, you can tell friends and you can, you can you can tell family members, they kind of pop out. But when you can really get into it and you just see when they they really dialogue and discuss the book, um there's some meaty stuff and I'll tell you when I don't like a book, I go up and post it. Right. Yeah, there's there was a a book put out last year or or a little over a year ago by a very popular social media person, one of the Forbes top 50. And I, I lost count of the number of people that said, no, I thought it was going to be great. I bought it. It was 80 pages. It was short content and there wasn't anything, it, there wasn't anything of substance there. Um, and, and I found that very interesting because, you know, the, the idea that we have for a book may seem great to us, but if you don't go ask people what you think, like, for example, Guy Kawasaki is going to be keynoting at, at the event, at the author extravaganza. Mm-hmm. And when when we heard him speak last time in, in January um, at Blog World, he said, you know, I asked 300,000 of my closest friends if they'd review my book. 200 people raised their hands and said yes. I sent it to them, and he took their feedback. I mean, the, for yeah. somebody like him to put himself out there like that mm-hmm. and, and ask for feedback, not only to get people – you know, who want to read the book or, or whatever, but to to accept that feedback and critique um, from the general population, you know. And we're, we're doing books that are based on, you know, how-to principles and strategies. And there's things that come up that other people suggest when they're reviewing our early copies that, oh, have you tried this or have you thought of that? A new, maybe a new thing we had, hadn't even thought of. And right. Boy, is, is is that great? Because it, it once you pull the lever and it's going on out there is when the great ideas of what you're supposed to be adding in come to mind. And if you can, <laughs> you know, do that before you pull the lever, hallelujah. Well, let let me add another value to being in a community like LinkedIn or Google Plus is another one. I think Facebook is a little bit different animal, 
yes. but that when you're in those communities, um, I that guy in my conversation with him last night, he, he he sent me over a quick email and he says, "Do you want me to talk about self-publishing, or do you want me to blow their heads off?" And I said, "Well, guy, you know me, <laughs> blow their heads off, of course." And and I said, "The reality is, the people who are involved with Author You are fairly sophisticated about self-publishing." They mm -hmm. they really do. I mean, they want to do it better. They want to hear inside tricks. They want to hear how you did this, this, and this. But they don't need the principles. They don't need history. They don't need any of that. What right. they're they're you know they're past one for the money, two for the show, three to get ready, three to get ready, three. They are going. And right. So and 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 that's I think what's important. That if you're a moderator of a group, and and I and I would like you to kind of introduce. Let's talk about creating a group around your book, around your expertise, around your topic. If there is something that isn't the perfect niche for you right now, maybe you need to be the tribe leader. What do you think? I I love that idea. We discovered that when we were um, in in Denver, we wanted to join a meetup group. Right. You know, similar to a, to, a, to a LinkedIn group, a meetup group for WordPress, and there was none. So we did the Judith thing. We started started our own. And as soon as we started it, there were people that would already pen up that we had like this um, alert. Alert. Yeah, an alert that set up. So, oh, boom, we had a couple dozen people just, just like that. They'd been waiting as well, but no one had thought to go forward. No one wanted to carry that. Right. responsibility you know it does come with responsibility having a group <laughs> or, or something of this type you, you, you know that and that's that's a good point i mean we weren't the clear experts in that field in, in wordpress and we're still not we we've used it a lot but we're not developers or or you know website creators or things but it really um serves to bring your profile up. I mean, people know who's throwing the party. So if you really want to build a community fast, throw a party, start a group, start a community. Um, but you better have your profile spiffing first. Um, if you if you have a barren profile on LinkedIn or no bio on Twitter or no picture or anything on Google+, Plus, people are going to look at you and say, well, you, you haven't gotten dressed yet. What are you doing outside? Mm -hmm. And, and so let me ask you this. What's the fine line um, between... When do you use, like for Author U, I use the Author U community, um, the, the icon, the logo for it. When mm -hmm. I do the Book Shepherd, then I use me personally um, on that. I mean, do yes. is there any hard, fast rules here? You know, the Author U is a is a entity, and, and it's a recognized brand. Um, you are the Book Shepherd, right? So it makes sense for you. When we have, um, we have five different Twitter accounts. We've got more than that, but we have Mike O'Neill Rocks and at Lori Ruff who are us in our whole element. You get us as you get us and nothing's off, no, nothing's off, off topic. Um, at LinkedIn trainer and at LinkedIn diva, just talk about business and integrated alliances at IA social media is all about business and talks about us and talks about what's going on in the community as a whole. So thinking about what voice are you going to be comfortable working, speaking from and working with, that's the um, icon. Now on LinkedIn, you can only have a personal profile. Don't put anything in your in your name field. Okay, so let's, Lori, let's come back to that and what you need to do for a profile when we come back after this break. I'm Judith Files. It's your guide to the public.
This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Since 1987, Color House Graphics has set the standard for quality book production. Whether you decide to print a small quantity of books or need a large print run, depend on Color House to help you. You'll receive professional help and advice the moment you reach one of our representatives. If you mention hearing about us on your guide to book publishing with Judith Bryles, we will provide you with discount on the first order you place. To speak with a project manager, call us toll-free at 800-454-1916 or visit us at www.colorhousegraphics.com. When Ned Thompson and Harry Shore started Thompson Shore in 1972, they believed employees with great character would make up the best company. They were right. They hired people who were not only experts in bookmaking, but who were obsessed with quality and delivering exceptional customer service. Almost 40 years later, Thompson Shore remains a 100% employee-owned company. Ned and Harry knew that successful customer projects are a direct result of empowered employees. We specialize in all books for large and small publishers. Creating beautiful and well-made books, we're dedicated to pleasing our customers by making the experience a good one from start to finish. The personal touch we have with our customers allows us to be innovative in solving their most difficult challenges. Our platform also ensures that we can remain flexible to meet our customers' unique needs and expectations. Our marketing kit can create buzz for your title, enhancing the promotion of your book during infancy. When you need to test the market to gauge your future sales, we can provide digitally printed books that will transition seamlessly into a larger offset run. From ebook to hard copy to delivery, our skillful customer service teams are at the ready to answer your most pressing question. At Thompson Shore, we know that making the highest quality books requires more than just best technologies. It requires superior customer service, professionalism to the trade, and commitment to environmental and social values. With these standards of excellence in place, you can be sure that we will always help you put your best book forward. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask on the Rockstar Radio Network. Coming up, you'll hear more about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. My guests today are Lori Ruff and Mike O'Neill, and they're the authors of Rock the World with Your Online Presence. And they know a gazillion things about social media. They really deep dive into LinkedIn. And Lori, I always think of her as the Twitter queen uh, with some of the time. We've had fun with um, tweet chats and, and going back and forth. And maybe, Lori, we can talk about that a little bit, too. But what I want to do is to come back and relook at how do you how do you go about creating the groups? Where do you go find the people to fill up your tribe? Um, and what's some do's and don'ts in setting that? Well, you want to find you want to find and engage the influencers 
Um, and, and that's such an, a broad term. It's really the people who are respected in the topic that you're writing about, right? So, um, you know, Mike and I are the authorities on LinkedIn, but we still go out and engage other people who are using LinkedIn really well, either teaching it, speaking it, um, whatever their role with spreading the, the word or evangelizing LinkedIn is, if they are sharing what we believe to be best practices. And in a, in a way that continues to keep us on top of the totem pole because we're recognizing other experts in the field, even, even though they may be competitors. Um, and by doing that and inferring then that the people that we don't talk about or recognize are people that are not sharing best practices. For example, there are people out there that are saying, put your name, put your company name or your book title or your keyword in your name field. Well, that's the one thing that we know flat out LinkedIn will shut down your account and block you from ever using them again. And we've, we've had a lot of, a lot of great luck in finding folks that have styles that, rhyme with ours pretty well not the zig when we zag but singing in harmony sort of like a crosby stills and nash show as a as a as an as an example if you want to paint the picture um people that that are in a similar style to us love to help promote our style and we love to help promote theirs they think you know if you it's the amazon principle if you like this book you might like that one well, if you mm -hmm. like mike and Lori, you might really like you know these are uh, these other authors it's in that kind of a style and there's ways to say things that have more meaning and impact um, and some people really care for the sizzle I do I, I'm a sucker for a great <laughs> picture on LinkedIn frankly and you're a sucker for anybody who puts Pink Floyd in their profile there we go he just he just did that too I mean going back to to your passions mm -hmm. and really finding and engaging people and building your community um, you know Mike does searches for people who have Pink Floyd in their profile and invites them on LinkedIn and says we obviously share a passion I mean, you know I, we should really connect so great. So how do we do a search? Let's say we have a listener says, great. I, I think I'm going to start a community. My uh -huh. community. How do I do a search on LinkedIn to find the other Pink Floyd lovers out there? Great topic. So on the search box on LinkedIn, there's a, a search box on the top right side that most people know about. It usually says people. Um, it, it says, you know, has a little word up there and there's that blank box that you can type in. Well, when it says people and there's a little drop down arrow. So if it doesn't, you can select it on yes. the right hand side appears magically this other word advanced. Now, if you just type in that box, it does a keyword search. But when you click that advanced button, now you've got an entire screen with um, filters and different advanced search features, such as name fields, titles, companies, um, locations, uh, all kinds of different things. What, what, you know, what you share with people, what size company they're in. And so what we usually do to teach people how to search effectively is have them think about their favorite client, you know, pick three to five people that you really enjoy doing business with. Go look at their profile, see what they say about themselves and find the common elements because there will be something common and then use those words and phrases and those commonalities to go find more people like them. And it goes back to your, back to your elementary school days of ands and ors. So, and the little quotes around them, there's a guy named Mr. Boole in the days of Lincoln, <laughs> Mr. Boole, who came up with this principle we still teach today. And I looked on uh, for people that had, quote, pink space Floyd, end quote, 
and manager in their title. There were two, darn, can you picture this? There were too many without the word manager, so I couldn't deal with it. There was too too big of a pond, so I filtered it on down. I even filtered on down to sales manager and didn't find enough, so I kind of went back up from there. So we have people you've sort of pre-qualified that they're managers, and guess what? These are managers that are into Pink Floyd or in the business. I found the guitar techs for Roger Waters, the background singers for Australian Pink Floyd, the tour managers for the Division Bell Tour in 1994, and um, also the executives at big technology companies that say, and anything Pink Floyd turns me on. <laughs> okay. So can can you, uh, you would put the quote marks around Pink Floyd and then you'd put your quote marks around manager. Is that what you're saying, Mike? Well, Pink Floyd, because it's two words. That's the only reason you have to put quotes around it is. Oh, so it, it stays together. Got it. Okay. Right. I, I'm, I'm totally with you. All so, right. <laughs> I'm tweeting while we're doing this. So, so, we so can, if anybody's listening, go look at Twitter and, um, and, and you'll see um, – you know, you can follow at Judith Bryles. If you're not following at Judith Bryles and you're listening to our radio show, you really need to follow Judith Bryles. Well, no, actually, I, I the best one to follow is is you either go uh, follow at Author You or at My Book Shepherd. Those are the bigger fields to go on. Uh, and and Judith, people love you. <laughs> <laughs> so it's good to follow all of them, but um, but that personality is is kind of fun too. And by having those multiple accounts, when you make a statement on one, you can retweet it from the others without having to go to someone else and ask for their their um, their their buy-in. Lori and I having our five accounts are very often thinking about which account should be primary, and then where would we retweet it or comment on it from? Right. Who should be the author and who should be the the squawker? Right. But you, oh, so you need to be careful though, so that you don't get stinged by Twitter for um, for just tweeting the same thing all the time. Okay, but let me ask you, this could be a strategy. So let's say that you, you know, both of us, all three of us, we have multiple accounts. So let's say I tweet something primarily offer at author you, and I go ahead and I see it on the Book Shepherd run, and, um, and I retweet it um, off right. of that one. So how does clout look at that or or maybe d does twitter go in and figure out that there there is some connection there's a commonality between um, the accounts and slap your hands well there's a, it's especially good to not just retweet but retweet and add a couple words to it and say nice job or or something else Got if it's, if it's uh, so it's not a character for character so so you add a bracket good info excellent that kind of thing that's what you're yeah. talking about Correct. Yeah, okay. and very, very often people don't leave enough space for that to happen. So we, you and I, when we go to retweet, we have to cut out some words, you know, cut, you know shorten it up a little bit because it's kind of common to want to take every one of those last few characters, and that's, you know, not, not a good practice. So the bottom line is for all of you is that you want to make sure is keep it in that 120-character deal pretty much so people can retweet, including yourself if you want to retweet yourself into another account, which I think is good strategy. And I hadn't thought about that. Nice. Because, because I would post across the board. You know, I just post, I use Hootsuite and I just post everywhere. 
I, yes, you know, and you can, you can do it, um, at different times too. So a lot of times I'll post something in the morning and six hours, set it up so that six hours later it tweets out on a different account. And you can schedule the retweets. They're, they're just a message that says, you know, RT in front of it and add some words. So while you're putting in the original tweet, you can put in the retweets and re and schedule those for, you know, five minutes later, 10 minutes later, however you want to kind of yeah, layer time. Which is a great idea to do it. Also, I, I just, I have a blog going out Monday with some new updates on, uh, on the Book Shepherd website, but some updates on some of these key, the key areas now where it used to be everyone believed you do all you tweet in the morning. And the reality is noontime is a peak where people are reading tweets. Peak. Right. And six right. o'clock is another peak time. So if you're going to think of the work day, Workday, people are checking in, and your business communities. You want to really, you you don't want to waste all your good stuff during oddball times. If you if you're trying to do some connecting and pitching, let's put be blunt. If you, this is what you're pitching, right. now you also want to pay attention to time zones. If you have yes, if you have listeners throughout the country or throughout the world. I, I mean, I have tweets going out 24 seven because we're, we're global. Mm -hmm. It's one of the things that Guy Kawasaki picks up on a lot. He talks about, you know, three, four times he'll schedule a, schedule a tweet to go for it. Cause he's thinking of how the sun, the sun rises yeah. and sets. And well, uh, yeah, actually guy told me he does it. Every tweet goes out eight times. Yeah. Eight times. Yeah. Yeah. Eight times, so that goes that goes through the area. All right, so LinkedIn, we're gonna we're gonna develop our community. We're gonna go after it. We're gonna do some searching on. Do, do you recommend using LinkedIn's feature that you can invite everybody in your who's following you now to jump on the bandwagon? Oh uh, no. no, no, because you know when you do that all in one fell swoop, you can't customize the invitation. And if somebody doesn't remember who you are right away. Uh, they'll they may ignore your your invitation and then say I don't know this person. Then you get your hand slapped and you have to know an email address in order to invite anybody. So yeah, so you're saying build gradually, do it yes. in a stair step area. It's okay to plateau, get used to the group before you go out and expand and build up um, a huge community. Couldn't have said it better. All right, so good summary up there. All right, so when we come back, our final segment, let's let's kind of do some more focusing on on some Twitter tricks um, on what to do, and especially for marketing specific. All right, lovely, great. All right, I'm Judith Riles. My guests are Lori Ruff, Michael Neal. We're talking Twitter and LinkedIn. is your guide to book publishing everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host dr judith briles and we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the rockstar radio network do you sell stuff do you want to sell books lots of them if yes you must take credit cards the most widely used form of payment today the Free Terminal has created a special program for your guide to book publishing listeners. No contract, all equipment is free, extremely low rates, and no termination fees ever. 
Contact Alan Dean at Alan at thefreeterminal.com or call him at 303-668-6828. The Free Terminal has handled all credit card transactions for both Author U and Judith for over a year. Don't wait another day. Contact Alan at thefreeterminal.com or call 303-668-6828 and tell him you want the no-contract Author U deal. shepherding concept is simple. The publishing world is changing, and so must you. You need an experienced shepherd and a guide to partner with you as you create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so, or you can create a book that looks and feels classy, builds your brand, and is a financial success, a bestseller. It's your choice. You choose. You need the book shepherd. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. You don't need problems, you want solutions. Dr. Judith Bryles will shepherd you through the maze and the chaos. At times, she's had to step in and rescue a book, a book that has been sabotaged by a publisher or by a publishing service provider or sometimes even the author themselves. Judith Bryles is the book shepherd if you want to create a book with no regrets. Give her a call today, 303 303- 885-2207 that's 303-885-2207 or email her at judith at bryles.com by the way bryles is spelled b-r-i-l-e-s follow judith on twitter at my book shepherd and on facebook at the book shepherd At Total Printing Systems, customer service is our priority. We are located in Southern Illinois. Our employees have an average of 18 years' experience and know that customer relationships are important to our continued success. We have been a short-run book printer for nearly 40 years and always stay at the forefront of technology. Our niche is from 1 to 5,000 copies. Today, we offer digital black and white and four-color high-speed inkjet printing, a cost-effective way to introduce color into your short-run titles. We, of course, offer traditional offset printing as well. Bindery is done in-house, from adhesive case binding to PUR perfect binding to mechanical binding of all types, including side sewing. We provide warehousing, kitting, distribution, inventory management, a new print-on-demand facility, streaming browser-based ebooks, and bookstore. Call us at 1-800-465-5200 for a quote on your next book project. You can also visit our website at www.tps1.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask on the Rockstar Radio Network. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. You know, we've had a couple of tweets come to us asking about bestseller status. And and I had mentioned earlier when we started the show that I did hit number one on Amazon in a couple of the categories that I was in with my new book. Um, that people do sometimes pay attention to bestseller status. But l- let me just say this. I have sold, personally, far more books than most New York Times bestsellers ever dream of. 
And it's because I have learned how to drill down and niche my books. Have I been on a New York Times bestseller list? Absolutely not. Will I be on one? Most likely not. And it's because I've learned to go to my market and who know me, who know my voice, who know that I've got the answers to their problems. Because remember, as an author, you're a problem solver. You're there to ease their pain. And, you know, problems make the world go round. So learning where your market is and who your market is and writing to it and then going out and finding them, that's, that's bestseller status to them. Um, and I, you know, I have a doctorate in business. Rarely do I use Dr. Judith Friles, except for there are certain groups that I would have to speak to. I would have to throw out that credential. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Um, it, it's a fun thing to kind of go through that process and do that. But you have to really decide, is it selling books? Is it really, really selling books? Or is it oversold? And in a lot of cases, it really is an ego thing. Okay, and with that, I, I hope that answers that for that person, Lori. I hope so. I think, I think that was a great answer. You know, it's, it's what is your objective? In, in ours, Rock the World with Your Online Presence, it wasn't an objective to have a bestseller. It was an objective to provide a handbook that people could use to spiff out their LinkedIn profile and make it brilliant. Yeah, we expected the corners to be dog-eared and to be kind of really well. <laughs> or well, we did not expect one to be fished out of the Puget Sound, though. The guy lost not just his oh. fish, but his rod, grabbed his net, and fished our book out of the Puget Sound. <laughs> yeah, reading our, reading our book while he was fishing and caught him off guard. <laughs> that You know, that's, that's fun. And I remember I was at a conference, and I was just walking in, and I was starting to get ready to set up. And it was a very large ballroom. And I looked out at, at, at a couple of people that were the early, early, early birds. You know, I'm an hour in front of myself. And uh -huh. early birds, and there were a couple of people, two or three, scattered, and you could see them holding my book, one of, one of my books, and actually reading it. And that was so exciting to me as an author to see. But I'm, yes. I'm, I'm going to jump off me. Let's get back to you. Hey, you two, what mistakes have you made? Oh, oh boy. <laughs> what have we not done? What <laughs> uh, one of the biggest mistakes is following um the directions that LinkedIn gives you. How's that? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So I'll give you an example. It sounds it sounds pretty good when LinkedIn says, Hey, let's let's go through your Outlook or through your Gmail and invite those Yahoo. people to connect. Let's <laughs> let's do that because you're expecting that you know you're gonna get a chance to pick and choose before they send it i i had my my yahoo mail years ago set up so that it would automatically add anybody i had replied to to my contact list that include the people i unsubscribed from their list the people who i said i hope i this person never contacts me again um you know people i thought were creeps uh, I mean, just everybody that I had ever emailed was in my Yahoo contact list. And it sounded like a great idea, at, you know, give LinkedIn access to Yahoo Mail and send them invitations to connect. And I'm waiting for the screen to come up to let me choose who to pick. And it just it said, you've sent eleven hundred and twenty three invitations or however many it was. It was over a thousand. And and next thing I know, I'm looking and the next person I wanted to go invite, I realized I only had 800 invitations left. So I called Mike and I was like, what's this 800 invitations left thing? And he goes, 
you uploaded a list or did something like that, didn't, didn't you? you? Yes. Yeah. And I said, yes. And I didn't mean to. And he said, you only get 3000 invitations in your lifetime. Um, and, and sadly, when you, when you run out of outbound invitations, you can request more, but you've got to have less than 20 left to request. And they'll only give you a certain month, a certain amount back each month. So, so Judith, how many people crazy. would be in your outlook? You know, how many, how many records would be in your outlook today? I, you know what? I don't know. The, the answer is I, I do not know, but I don't want them to do that. And they they one time went over. See, I, I made the boo-boo that Lori did, too, because I used to be on AOL. And they mm-hmm. did that. And it was, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll bet AOL folks are really the big business leaders out there uh, with those <laughs> AOL accounts, right? Those are the ones, you know, leading those corporations, right? Well, if if you recall, AOL was the was the game setter back a long time ago, and right. everybody everybody had an AOL account before they migrated into other places. Right, they they did. And now it's looked at a little bit differently. When I send an email to someone who's got an at AOL address, I I have a little different opinion about it than I used to in the in the old days where it was you're on the leading platform. Now you're on the old. Platform. Yeah, but but you know what? I'm a little kinder than you are, I think, Mike. Um, and I know that some people, you know, just that they're comfortable, they've got it, they don't need to reach out and do all the bells and whistles that the three of us do, and that's okay. You know that that's okay. I'm okay with that. And there's there's actually a big a big a big sort of debate that happens in the LinkedIn and social media space about should I use an address that's branded with my company's name? Should it be right. you know at authoru.com address versus at you know AOL or gmail.com? And it's not a resolved answer. There's a there's good reasons to do both. Um, right. Your your corporate brand is great to get in front of people and and it gets. You know, I, our integrated alliances email addresses are on a lot of lists that, you know, don't have our best interests in mind. Well, yeah. I think that there's some truth to that. Okay, so mistakes. Number one, don't invite everybody. Uh, don't, don't open LinkedIn up to your email list. That's mistake right. number one. What's number two? Um, there's a new feature on LinkedIn called influencers, and you can follow them. And, and I think, oh, yeah. I hope that they have taken that follow all button off. But um, when it first came out, I, w- I was looking at the influencers and I thought, wow, I like all these people. And here's a follow all button. I think I'll click it. And this was only granted a month or so ago, a couple months ago. And I got it. I got a call the next morning from somebody that said, what were you doing last night? And I said, well, I, I mean, I kind of turned in early and he said, I, I would have thought you'd been up all night. Why? Well, there's over a hundred. I stopped counting when I got to a hundred, but there were over a hundred updates from you in my LinkedIn stream this morning that you followed this influencer, you followed this influencer, you followed this influencer. He's like, I was just wondering if you were up all night doing it. And the, the problem in that is that someone is just one click away from shutting off ever seeing you yes. again. You yes. can just you're 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 causing someone to want to click the hide button, and it permanently <laughs> hides you from these people, from being seen by these people, and okay. that's contrary. So let me come back to the influencer issue, since I haven't discovered the button. Is that what what I'm hearing this person say is that Lori, everybody that you followed, because he was connected with you, he was seeing who you were following on top of yeah. That? So the well, influencer is Richard Branson, President Obama, 
Um, you know, Guy Kawasaki's an influencer. So if you go to somebody's profile on LinkedIn and they're an influencer on LinkedIn, you can follow them instead of just connecting. Um, and, and so, you know, sometimes the new tools or if you see new buttons, I like, I'm the kind of person I like to, you know, punch a button and find out what it does. Um, but, you know, I sent a screenshot. I asked him for a screenshot and sent it to LinkedIn and said, look what you've done to me. Now, if anybody's hidden me in the last 24 hours, please unhide me. <laughs> now, now, Judith, don't you think I would have learned from that? Uh, yeah, you would have. Uh, okay, so that's... I did the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, B, um, uh, when it comes to the influence uh, button... Well, here's, here's what the... Careful. The lesson is don't be afraid to point and click or to try things out. But if somebody calls you on it, thank them for the for the information, because I've, I've been called out on things in public where I did things. It seemed like a good idea at the time, but the perception on the other side was wrong. Rather than get embarrassed and upset with people for calling me out in public, I thank them for the feedback and say, how would, would it be better if I did it this way? Or thank you for letting me know. Um, you know, so if you're going to play in the public space, you're eventually going to get slapped in public and you okay. just say, thank you, sir. May I have more? All righty. All right. We are within our last 30 seconds. Give me a quick tidbit and I need to exit out. And thank you both for being with me. Follow at author you on Twitter and don't miss the book. Yes. Uh, ex the ex author you extravaganza in Denver, May 2nd through the 4th. Absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. Everybody go to authoru.org, sign up. We have 25 seats left. That's it. 25 seats. Don't Lori and Mike are, 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 are speaking on Saturday, but they are going to be there the whole time. They're going to be available for one-on-ones where you can get really one-on-one -on -one mentoring and coaching. Um, it's like laser coaching, which is fabulous. They're going to be participating in the author Shark Tank. And there is so much more. So go to the website, authoru.org. I'm Judith Bryles, and we'll be with you next week on your guide to book publishing. Awesome. Thanks, all. All right. Thank you. for being a part of your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryle.